0: Hey guys, this is Francis, and welcome to As You Wish, where we explore one line from one verse of the book, Vashishta's Yoga. It's going to be an exciting ride. Here we go. So I'm pretty excited about this one today. I want to think of this verse as talking about the raft. So basically, we are on this journey through life, and you could think of, as we are on this journey, like, There's a beginning, Uh, there's a middle part where a lot of stuff happens, some stuff good, some stuff bad. And meanwhile, maybe we could learn from other people's experiences. So I want to read a couple of poems to you and quotes within the process, but just kind of getting to this idea of, well, what is this verse about a little bit? So basically, what it is addressing is, you know, who would bother Wanting to go through the process of reading through the Yoga Vashishta and what are you going to get out of it? So basically, I'll read you the quote. It says, He is qualified to study this scripture, which is the dialogue between Rama and Vashishta, who feels I am bound, I should be liberated, who is neither totally ignorant nor enlightened. He who deliberates on the means of liberation propounded in the scripture in the form of stories surely attains liberation from the repetitive history of birth and death. So that's kind of basically, I think it's kind of like the rest of us, right? It's like not someone who's like totally just not searching at all. It's not someone who's all set, like everything is, rosy and you know they're enlightened it's it's basically the rest of us so I kind of feel like the idea behind this is that there are stories we're going to learn from and let's learn from other people's experiences so the idea of starting somewhere you know we each have like our beginnings we have our families we grew up in we have our experiences some people would say you know If you think about how your seven-year-old self would react to a situation, like this is some pretty good information. So what would it be like to imagine what your seven-year-old self would react like either in emergency or in conversation or with an argument or just in general? It was an interesting thought when I kind of first heard reference to that. And it made me think about, oh, gosh, you know, what was my life like when I was seven? I was a pretty shy kid. I kept to myself. When stuff happened, I pretty much would go hide under the covers. That was my <laughs> that was my modus operandi. Uh, there was kind of like a running joke at a certain point, likening me to um, an ostrich who kind of buries their head in the sand. So I have that happening sometimes. And I think that that's basically how I would have reacted when I was seven. So we each are going to have our own reactions. You know, you could think about what was your experience like and what do you bring to the table? So I'm going to read you this poem by Lynn Colbraith Noel. And it is, let me make sure I have the name right. Lynn Colbraith Noel. C-U-L-B-R-E-A-T-H. I want to make sure I give credit where it's due. So this little poem I found says, The first river you paddle runs through the rest of your life. It bubbles up in pools and eddies to remind you who you are. So I thought that was pretty profound because it reminded me of my seven-year-old self and you know how we bring that that person that we just started out as like through our life and how that kind of continues. So with the idea of the raft and kind of the water images, there's another kind of brief quote. Oh, sage, your story of Rama shall be the raft with which men will cross the ocean of samsara. So samsara is repetitive history. In the Hindu religion, the idea of rebirth is where that is coming from. But I think we can think of that in in our own daily repetition that can happen throughout our life. So we we might see patterns of the way certain things happen. And so for us, we can think of that rebirth happening, you know, within our own lifetime, we don't have to think of it as another lifetime, we can we can appreciate, you know, what we can learn um, right now. So definitely thinking of that raft as a vehicle to kind of Help us get from one point to the other. So, as life happens and things change and ebb and flow and grow, I think that everybody's experience is very unique. You know, my experience. Again, I like. I think I was pretty much rainbows and roses for a, a pretty good, good long time. And you know, I have. I have. I referenced the book, the Pocket Children. So, I love this little book. And. For a long time, when I would read quotes from the Pocket Pema Chodron at the end of yoga class, I really specifically thumbed through the book, and I only read the ones that I thought were rainbows and roses. I only read the ones I thought were kind of like super positive and inspiring. I thought, well, I'm teaching yoga class. I want everybody to feel uplifted when they leave. And at a certain point, I realized that you know, we can get really profound learning and we might really need to hear like some of the other sides of things, not just the rainbows and roses part. And we can learn from those too. So now I just read, you know, whatever page I open up to, or again, I've gone through a couple of times reading from the front to back, just reading through the Pachypema Children quotes one at a time. And that's been really profound. And every once in a while, I still, I come across one quote that, that, um, I wonder, oh gosh, should I read this one in class or should I not? Once in a while, I will, you know, skip one if it feels particularly not appropriate for what's happening in the world. But for the most part, now I don't skip anything. I'm just going through the book. <laughs> and I really appreciate Pema Children's teaching. So it, there's always something profound to learn from that. So the other thing I was thinking of with regard to this raft um, I found another poem was sometimes we want to hold on to something or someone to save us. But the idea of really kind of building our own support, that we're not sort of like hanging on too heavily to one person. So the idea of uh, when there's someone who's drowning and they're like holding on to someone, they're actually going to drown the other person too. I guess unless you're an experienced lifeguard, you can you would know how to handle that. So. I guess that's more investigation for another day. But I read another poem that um, I hope this is going to be too poem heavy, but I'm just going to go with it anyway. Hopefully this is useful and helpful for you guys. I'm going to think of this like I'm being like a curator to share information with you guys. I'm not an expert in any way, so I'm just glad to be going on the journey and hope that you will be able to learn and grow and, and get some value from just you know, going through the process with me. Again, you can read each verse and and see what you get. Maybe share that with me if you like. So here's another poem. This one is by Andrea Gibson. And there's a passion to this poem that just like blew me away at the end. I was like, whoa. Uh, What it reminds me of is I wish I could find the name of the artist. But when I was in college at Cal State Long Beach, there was an art exhibit. And one of the artists there had made these sculptures and the images of these sculptures were um, almost cartoonish, but literally they were like, uh, imagine that someone could take their fingers inside their mouth and then literally pull the, the skin and and your outer covering like, you know, up over your head and all the way like down so that you would be wearing your, your skin, you know, and, and muscle tissue like uh, like clothes that you had sort of pulled all the way down. And so the image was uh, literally like someone's eyeballs and like their insides just showing. And to me, when I saw these these sculptures, um, it was pretty profound. It was like that moment when you, you feel so raw. You're just open and you're exposed. And as human beings, we feel that way sometimes. So these sculptures really... Um, you know, were profound when I saw them. And so when I read this poem, the end of it sort of reminded me of these kind of sculptures. And this person is kind of talking about, I think, when like being in a really in a relationship and kind of how you can have that raw, kind of exposed energy, Um, you know, but the first thing they talk about is, you know, not wanting someone else to be your raft and wanting to be your own raft. So I'll I'll read you the poem. So this is by Andrea Gibson. And she says, I'm not looking for someone who can save me. Life rafts might keep you afloat, but they rarely get you anywhere. And I've got places I want to go. So break me in two. Peel back my ribcage. Cover every page of my heart with love poems you will burn someday. So that's a poem by Andrea Gibson. And I thought, wow. <laughs> What a way to live in the moment just to feel that raw openness. So I'm just trying to categorize these thoughts a little bit into kind of like we have a beginning, we have a middle, and stuff happens, and we are going to deal with it one way or another. And then the last thing that comes to mind is this idea of learning from other people's process. So as I read this first in the Yoga Vashishta, I was really impressed by this idea Of learning from other people's process so the idea is that you know if you're a seeker if you're looking for freedom from suffering if you're kind of you know again not someone who's like on one end of the spectrum or the other but in the middle that this is where you can gain some of that learning and if you listen to what is being learned in these stories we're basically following Rama's process So as Rama is going through their process of figuring out how and why bother being engaged in the world, let's see what we can learn from his process in talking to the sage, Vashishta. And then the last thing that I thought of was, you know, in business, they talk about best practices that you can learn from other people that are trying to do or who have successfully done what you want to do. and this is a great practice. You can save a lot of time. And this idea of, you know, learning from Rama and his story, and how that can help us in our life. I'm really excited to continue to learn and see what we can, you know, what we can discover. And so I'll leave you with this quote from Groucho Marx. I love this. I just picture Groucho Marx. And sometimes I ask my kids, like, do they know who Groucho Marx is? And they're like, no. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God, you have to know who Groucho Marx is. I think I I went out of my way to have us uh, as a family watch Duck Soup at one point. It was so hilarious. And so the kids got to see who Groucho Marx was. So here's the quote from Groucho Marx. Groucho Marx says, learn from the mistakes of others. You can never live long enough to make them all yourself. And so I thought that was pretty profound. So let's hopefully learn from the mistake of others. Since we won't have time, you know, to make every mistake all by ourselves, hopefully we can learn and grow from what we are reading in the Yoga Vashishta and we can learn from Rama's story. This was kind of a short verse today, basically kind of introducing, you know, who, who would be interested in this and think of this imagery of a raft as we go on our journey and how that can help us get from one place to another in, in our lifetime so i hope this has been helpful and uh i'm grateful to share the journey together with you in exploring this uh sacred text that my mentor makunda read through so many times and and had so much great wisdom to share so I'm hoping to kind of just hook into a little bit of that learning and uh, be able to share it with you Um, hope you have a great rest of your day and I will see you next time bye I hope you enjoyed this episode of as you wish for more resources go to my website www.taylorfitwellness.com and I hope you'll find some helpful useful things there to help you on your journey. Take care. Bye.